0: So if you're still doing it a crypto-based gold, you're just not losing that value. But it's not about trying to pick the top because no one can do that.
1: G'day and welcome to another episode of Collective Shift. My name is Ben. I'm the CEO and founder of Collective Shift. And today we've got a couple of special guests. So uh, Chris and Paul, how are you? G'day Ben. Very good, mate. Awesome, guys. Give us a quick rundown of uh, Ainsley Wealth and what you guys uh, are doing over there.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, look, Ainsley Wealth is a spin-off from Ainsley Bullion. So, you know, it was sort of a 50-year-old bullion dealer. But uh, in 2017, we entered the crypto space. Uh, so we offer a, uh, an OTC option for people to, to buy and sell crypto. Um, of course, we then seamlessly facilitate uh, swapping between crypto and bullion. And then we also launched our own gold and silver-backed um, tokens, uh, gold standard and silver standard. So people have a you know a blockchain-based way of, of of dealing with uh, with gold and silver, and uh, I guess you know part of that too is we we offer cold storage accounts too. So people can basically leave it all to us. Um, we'll we'll do the trades. We'll we'll store it on on fully allocated cold wallets, uh, and look after it all for them.
1: That's awesome. And and Paul, just touching on that for those people at home that don't quite understand how the the, the digital representation of the token works. Can you just walk us through what investors actually get when they buy your your, your digital token?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, look, w- when we started doing this, we had a look around, and, and there were no tokens out there that you know they were all quite opaque in terms of of the metal that supposedly backs them up, um, you know any sort of audit or insurance. So we we went about as a bullion dealer, and you know often they were just startups. So as a bullion dealer, we went back and to and had a look at. You know, coming up with a token that's 100% backed by by bullion, that that bullion is already vaulted in a high security safe deep underground, that it's audited every quarter, it's fully insured, and and basically you know w- went to lengths to make sure that it was bulletproof. So it's a each token a gold standard token is one gram of gold, a silver standard token is one gram of silver, a ERC20, so you know, easy easy to use and uh, listed on CoinSpot uh, all through us, uh, available on the Bamboo platform, um, and also MetEx.
1: That's awesome, yeah, so basically what you can do is you can transfer at any point, you can rotate out of your crypto assets whether it be Bitcoin, Ethereum, and rotate into gold without- Yeah, absolutely, in 24-7. It's an awesome value proposition. Um, what are you guys seeing in terms of, yeah, awesome. Um, so we would have to come and knock at your door late at night, Paul. Um, what's, uh, what are you guys seeing in terms of the hedge against uh, inflation, I know, you know, I'm a big um, component of the Bitcoin being uh, that safe asset where you can sort of hedge against, you know, they're saying 7%, but I'm pretty sure it's a lot higher than that uh, in, in the everyday world. How are you seeing gold perform as a hedge against inflation? And is that still the main proposition for, for buying gold? And yeah, look, a...
2: and we've certainly seen of late, uh, you know, the price is, is rallying on on those, you know, I guess, non-transitory uh, looking inflation prints out of the US. And, and as you say, Australia's sort of half the US, but few people believe the number. So we're definitely seeing um, that rotation into into gold and silver off inflation. Arguably, you know, Bitcoin is um, you know you could could sort of say gold's you know the uh, the risk off inflation hedge, and and Bitcoin's probably been a risk on inflation hedge, and hence it's come off with you know the the US share market's looking pretty shaky at the moment. But look, you know, it's the five thousand year old inflation hedge. You know that that's sort of a lot of the basis of why people buy gold as, as. in inflation hedge as insurance against volatility and, and you know that safe haven trade as well
1: brilliant and what are you guys seeing in terms of the recent sell-off in the stock market particularly like tech stocks and things like that uh you know gold's had a little bit of a sell-off even bitcoin retracing back to last year what trends are you seeing in um in yeah look where sort of I think it's a really and
2: interesting juncture in the market yeah so we're we're, we're Potentially on on that on the step of the you know the big Fed policy mistake that that everyone's sort of talking about, and that's that's not new. You know, the Fed has tightened into weakness pretty much every time in the past, but this time I think people are just really taking stock of the fact that they have. You know, we've had pretty well unprecedented um, loose monetary stimulus since the GFC. That just didn't play out into inflation in in Main Street, right. It saw beautiful inflation on Wall Street, and a lot of people have got a lot richer uh, in that regard. But now the inflation is actually hitting Main Street, it's hitting consumers. Um, and all of a sudden the Fed are being forced to act. You know? so they're so they're potentially on the on the cusp of of you know some fairly aggressive hiking. Um, which you know is into a an economy an economy that's not that strong into a share market that's clearly you know um, been over standard <laughs> overinflated through all this easy money. So when you turn the when you turn the tap off when you turn turn the sugar off, um, there's that sort of post sugar high, and and I think you know there's that's why we're starting to see the gold price you know uh, get going, and and people are starting to see it. Um, you know, so whether they're rotating out of growth into value and 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 out of financial assets into hard assets Um, that's you know I think where we're at and we've got a we've got a very um
0: exciting pattern starting to emerge on the gold chart if you go back and look sort of at the longer term gold chart over the last decade or more um, a very large cup and handle pattern is forming so right now we're at that juncture where we're sort of coming out of the handle potentially for a quite substantial break higher in the price of gold so um, that th- there's a lot of um, timing alignment that would line up between gold doing that potentially quite soon looking at you know the start of a move now into March even um, which would align with the inflation and li- align with sort of the background macro narrative that's setting up but um, it's also interesting when you look at it against Bitcoin emerging as a potential um, gold substitute um or sort of they could both work together but it's it's interesting looking at the um, timing as well for bitcoin where we have still a lot of concern that we see one last sort of leg lower before a a base is formed the timing could be very much very similar to what we're seeing um, in gold so i think there might be a bit of a a trend emerging where uh, they're both playing that a very similar role in um, how investors are looking at them and how they're timing them which is something that we haven't really seen uh, previously when you when you look at gold and Bitcoin sort of independently you're starting to see some consistency um, coming into play there
2: yeah, It'll be interesting to see too I think because gold is kind of an each way bet at the moment right so if the Fed tightens okay and and markets crash then then gold is that safe haven during market volatility. Uh, if they let it go and inflation rips, then gold is the hedge, mm. you know, for the inflation. So it kind of has an each way better at the moment. It'd be interesting to see if Bitcoin, you know, certainly certainly does that on, on the inflation hedge side of things as well.
1: Uh, that's interesting. And and how do you guys see gold or precious metals playing a role in someone's total portfolio? So for me at the moment I yeah. don't own any precious metals. So Pretty much ninety eight percent crypto and two <laughs> percent cash. H- how would you how would you see precious metals playing? In, I can um, I can talk to that is, personally. Oh, so my
0: um, portfolio you would look at me and think that my portfolio was entirely crypto um, from how I speak about crypto and and how I operate. I I'm operating entirely out of crypto as my um, main source of income. However, a third of my uh, portfolio still sits in. In gold and particularly at times like now so the reason for that is the ability to move between assets so there are are certain tax um, benefits to doing that for example you don't necessarily want to be cashing out all of your crypto right at the top and having a whole I mean everybody's tax situation is different depending on how they're they're set up but for a lot of investors there's there's an advantage to having another asset that sits um, with some level of safety but also growth potential, so I'm looking looking at gold doing that. So even though I would be seen as, as a crypto investor and I really break my crypto into yielding, so I've got sort of income and I've got growth. So I'm looking at those two fairly um, independently. Um, and then I have that third leg of a, a big allocation towards precious metals purely as, as a substitute for cash that will perform better than cash. So I think there's a role in everybody's portfolio, no matter how um, bullish you are in crypto, to have an asset that sits outside of that system um, to park to park capitally, and particularly at times like now, as we're coming off those highs, so into those highs I was you know, very aggressively buying gold with profit. Um, so pulling that out, putting it aside, so that next time if we do go lower in crypto, I've got capital to redeploy, um, and if we don't go lower and it keeps going off, well, I still have the majority of
2: my portfolio in crypto. Uh, and I guess more broadly, our, our trademark is balance your wealth in an unbalanced world, right? Um, mm-hmm. And we've had that for many years, but arguably never more true than, than right now. So, so we're, we're never ones to say, sell everything, put it all into gold and silver and, and Bitcoin. Um, because, you know, I used that word before, unprecedented, it is, right? We, we uh, you know, with all due respect, no one knows what's going to happen. Right, because the, the rule book went out the window a long time ago. So we're just more about getting getting your, your portfolio balanced, getting hard assets in there, you know. And 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 we do see, um, you yeah, know, precious metals and, and the large cap cryptos as complementary, not competitive. You know, they they do share those same, you know, scarcity, fungibility, medium of exchange sort of properties that make them monetary assets. Um, And and I think you know in this in this at this juncture in in, in investment history, you'd be brave to be all in one thing because no one really knows where this is going to go.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a valid point. And in terms of spreading your seeds and balancing in crypto specifically, you know, Paul and Chris, I know you both dabbling crypto. Are you where, where are you sort of placing your bets? And I've, I've found that even crypto or Bitcoin, or DeFi is, is kind of boring for some investors. But for me, that's where I'm seeing some of the biggest opportunities that you now the attention's moved away and the new shiny object. Where are you placing your bets?
0: Um, uh, how, how I look at it, the, 2022, I think we've, we've gone through distinct phases. And I think we have to be conscious that we're starting to move into a tokenization of a tokenization of everything phase where you've got um, – sort of the, the NFT narrative expanding beyond the the shiny piece of artwork into real life stuff so it's something that we're certainly looking at um, with with gold for example moving moving real assets into into the blockchain but more than that moving it into whatever the metaverse is so this idea that um, you just think in terms of financial assets so I think a lot of the early investors we're looking at bitcoin or or even ethereum purely for through that financial lens but mainstream doesn't you know the mainstream population doesn't necessarily think in those terms so i think the next wave also won't necessarily be in those traditional um assets so you might still get growth well i would still expect you will get growth in bitcoin and ethereum but i think the next wave will come out of some emerging things like um the play to earn models for example in in gaming um platforms so one you know one that we all are a little bit obsessed with is the crypto.com you know every, the one that everyone loves to hate um, but when you look at the infrastructure the, the initial infrastructure was you know your, your trading platform so your your binance and FTX and yeah you know, all of those are still very good but as it moves moves forward it's not the picks and shovels are in a different space so you know that there's that argument you should always be buying the infrastructure that allows everything to sit on top of it and I think we're going to see an increasingly a move into tokenization of everything space which means you've got to look a little bit beyond the, the traditional layer one sort of assets and possibly even a little bit beyond layer two just allowing transfer but you know they're still thinking in dollar terms they're still thinking in moving money around into how are people actually going to use um, these NFTs and tokens so that's why me personally at the moment I'm you know, going down that little um, rabbit hole of gamification and looking at, at how you can use the, this nft sort of culture in Things that people are actually doing every day that everyone's doing even if they're not a crypto person you know or not an investor so that that's the angle um, certainly that i'm looking at and it's certainly it's, it's one that we're very excited about because gold like we're all used to playing games on your phone or wherever that has some element of gold in it you know fictitious you know gold in the in the context of the game but imagine when you start to bring in real world assets like real gold into that scenario that is, is tradable amongst players
1: for other nft assets it's it's just mind-blowing, the potential of that space. That's interesting. It sounds like you guys are already starting to think about how... Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts if you've thought about how gold plays in the uh, in the metaverse and you know how, how that actually transactions. And even you guys are a bit ahead of the curve, I would assume, for most gold bullion dealers in having a digital representation already in that token. Have you guys thought about how... Like how how gold
0: potentially at all. Yeah,
1: I can't stop thinking about that at the moment. and and it
0: it absolutely plays a role. Because you transferring (laughs) an asset that has five thousand years of history onto the blockchain, it's it's that the whole concept of what what we're starting to understand NFTs represent, which is your whether it's your digital identity or digital culture, it doesn't it doesn't really matter um at this stage which angle you go down it's clearly we're moving into something that is a digital representation of reality and in that process gold makes perfect sense to to make that transition across because what's the alternative the alternative is that you're transitioning across fiat, like as the you know that everyone wants to um operate in their metaverse using central bank digital currencies for example like that's fine and maybe but if if that's a source of contention as it already is then why why is that the the currency of choice in the metaverse so to me there's this a huge opportunity for things like obviously bitcoin to to step up into that role but there'll be people who don't necessarily want to um operate purely in the, the tradition like in that sort of mainstream crypto area they might want to operate in something that is a bit more traditional and, and they can have the best of both worlds so i i can see no reason why um you wouldn't these assets all become interchangeable which is increasingly becoming the case and why people wouldn't use gold um as one of the assets in that in that um, situation because it's one they already understand it's one they're
1: already using just
0: one that's not backed by anything oh, awesome okay
1: Fantastic, that's exciting. I'm keen to see how that all plays out. Um, a bit like you, Chris, that, that, that stuff excites me. So, um, for, for for newcomers into crypto, uh, we see a lot of um, business owners, stock investors, financial people coming into Collective Shift and looking for education, and just looking to get started out in crypto. From from your perspective, either personally or from NC Wealth's perspective, any learnings or any feedback or advice you, you give to, to newcomers coming into crypto. Um, and thinking about crypto specifically, or whether they're you know looking to diversify their, their um, any practical education, takeaways and, and that's that not a those
2: people. Shameless plug for yourselves. It's it's a education is is critical. Like really understand what what you're getting into. Um, and I think um, yeah, you know, certainly uh, self awareness or an understanding of of the psychology part of it. So not getting caught up in the FOMO, um, understanding market dynamics, and and. I guess if you if you go into it um, you know with a with a steady mind and and an understanding of what you're what you're buying. Um, you know, and there's some there's some you know it's not just yourself, there's some there's some great content out there. Um, and and nowadays too with you know with all the on-chain data, we've got a lot more uh, I guess robustness around looking behind the asset that you're buying.
0: I'd, I'd probably add to that. Um, I agree, and I don't think it's just that
2: you've, you've got to be
0: careful. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's so important to get the right information, but there's so much, it's moving so quickly, no one can stay on top of it. Like we, that's that's pretty much all I'm doing every day, you know, and I, I just cannot stay on top of the information because you go down one rabbit hole leads to another. It's just, it's so, so large. So we all need to be guided, I suppose, by um, experts and people that we can trust and that becomes quite difficult actually in in this space because a lot of the content is is not necessarily from experts so you've got you got a lot of youtube channels and things who are, are people just you know shilling whatever they're whatever they're shilling and they they come across as experts but they they really are just they might have been lucky they might you know they might been good at one thing but that thing no longer works so it really requires a probably a broad um base of information and probably platforms similar to to what you're doing so um, where you are interviewing different people who are experts in their particular area like ask us about gold because we're an expert in in gold in that area to find out that information Um, don't just listen to somebody who's sort of telling you about i think as if they know everything there is to know about all the different crypto and metaverse and nfts and each subject is is an area that requires um specialist knowledge so I think that education angle really is really important and um further to paul's point about psychology it's it's all about psychology because of the nature of how these markets move so um you know i'm i'm referring to it at the moment as you've got to prepare during the bear market you know prepare in the bear because when the bull market comes it's very quick so you often have these big moves all of a sudden and, and that rush of adrenaline and you're trying to make decisions at the worst possible time and often people don't take profit or don't hedge their position at the top because they were too caught up in the moment of uh, getting caught up in the phone it's almost the FOMO is it becomes more powerful um, even though it shouldn't be you know during the bear market when you're all uh you had plenty of time to think about what you were doing you didn't a lot of people aren't actually putting putting in place a foundation of what their rules are. So it's one thing to watch every every video there is or every interview there is to, to get all this information. But if you're not converting that into a plan, particularly during the down market in the bear market times, um, you, you're wasting that opportunity because if you've learned, you know, got your learnings together and written that down and have a written plan ready to go when the market moves in your favor, that's that's how you actually um, survive and and you know book the profit.
1: Yeah, I love that, Chris. I think that was one of the, my biggest takeaways over the 2018 um, bear market. Is you, you know, for me, I put down a spreadsheet and have my investments and and also putting in some rough targets. And it's amazing looking at your targets and your spreadsheet in a bear market compared to the bull, because you probably smash those targets. And yeah. you know, the natural human psychology is to go, oh, you know, it could do this, or what if it does that, or I hope it does that. Um, and if you don't have that plan or you don't have that strategy, you continue on that path, and all of a sudden, months go on and you sort of you know you've lost all those gains, You're back to square one again. So um, understanding that the opportunities come in the bear market, plant the seeds, um, be convicted in those in those bets, and then but then take absolutely. The and and particularly if you can do, do it into
0: and not even having money. to leave the um, ecosystem. So if you're still doing a crypto-based gold, you're just not losing that value. But um, it's it's not about uh, probably my only further point to that is it's not about trying to pick the top because no one can do that. Um, it's about a, a measured consistent response where you're pulling, pulling um, profit out on the way up, putting that aside. And um, that that's where that written plan comes in. So that you, you know what you're going to do before it happens. Because when it happens, all of a sudden, you just all you're seeing is positive news. So you get that very, you know, powerful self reinforcement coming in. Oh, well, I'll, I'll just hold it. I won't take profit yet. And then all of a sudden, exactly what you just said, you're back, you're back to square one because you miss that opportunity and you'll spend the next you know six or 12 months kicking yourself
2: because why didn't I take more at that at those highs? I was just thinking we've got a um, a, a dashboard on on our website and uh, so there's a whole lot of on-chain stuff and, and the usual charts but I'm just thinking we should have another one. How much gold is, is Chris buying? Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just see it with the market's coming up and, he, and and he's buying all this gold and he man, you yeah, still going. <laughs> he, he's the uh, very, very... Very structured and very disciplined uh, whilst everyone's going, no, 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 wait for the top. You know? So I think we'll add, a, we'll add another, uh, another <laughs> dial on the dashboard. I think they, uh, how much gold is Chris buying? Yeah.
1: I think it's an important point that that dollar cost averaging out and you know, like, one of my biggest mistakes was getting too bored before something happens in an asset, had conviction in synthetics, bought a lot four or five years ago and then sold everything. And like looking back, I'm like, you know, what an idiot I was. You know, because it's not about doing all in or sort of like all in or nothing bets. I think for me, the biggest learnings I've taken away is you know just taking tempest off the table, or then twenty percent the higher it goes, like not just doing all or nothing, do or die sort of decisions. You can you can you yeah. know, step by step hit targets and take. I actually, have a question. I have, things, a, I have a question for you on that. You know, so, kind, so,
0: what what's your um, sort of thoughts yeah, yeah, on me. Uh, because one of one of my thoughts having this discussion is that I've moved over time, but it's also because as my um, sort of profitability has increased i've moved away from the more speculative side of you know um holding a lot of alts that are further out on the risk curve because my sort of feeling is that with the potential that exists in the market you can be holding the blue chips right at the top and and the profit will be there so you don't need to take the additional speculative risk but um how, how do you sort of how does that fit with you with what you were just saying like how do you look at that
1: yeah so in terms of a week-to-week personally i'm, I'm continuing to invest in Bitcoin. Like I'm, you yep. know, I'm a big believer of, of Bitcoin and I think that's where the safest high risk play you, you can be just around with everything that's going on. Um, I've, I've made a couple of su- substantial plays in DeFi and sort of doubled down in periods when you know they've, they've gone down 60, 70% from from the from the highs. Um, but in terms of that plan and selling as the market changes and I, I see attention and investors going back into those more speculative hmm. plays, all of a sudden you're sort of talking market caps of. 300 million, no, big million difference million,
0: between ten million, USD, million yeah, For me, yeah. they're not yeah.
1: as the, the the asymmetric upside isn't there as much. Hundred percent, yeah. It's um, yeah. certainly only like the speculative play is probably like five or ten percent of my total portfolio. Like predominantly, I'm holding Bitcoin and ETH and a few other of the top ten. Um, you know, and, and dabbling a little bit in NFTs. But for me, it's like I think NFTs is there's got a lot of potential there. I'm, you know, for sure, looking yeah. at areas where I'm not seeing.
0: Yeah, no, that's interesting
1: because that's probably something to talk about. Cool. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, cool. Well, Paul and Chris, we'll wrap up with just um, in terms of ANC Wealth, ANC Bullion, and um, what you guys are doing. How can the services that you offer, you've got a range of things going on. Um, how can the products that you guys offer help? Yeah, look, up, I think... Um... Um,
2: for Ainsley Wealth, on the journey, that point of difference is you're dealing with with a human, you know, either face to face in store or in Brisbane or Melbourne, or over the phone. Um, you get you get some help, you know, so it's 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 not that cold experience. Um, and and you know, by all means, take it away. We we provide a free um, cold cold wallet for anyone in store, or we can store it for you on a on a cold wallet. So I think for for those people that have more comfort in, particularly when you're getting into high value um, or into, into cash, um, we at least, you know, you, you have a normal experience of lock in a price, here's an invoice, pay the invoice and get, collect your, your asset. So, um, so I think that that still sets us apart in the, in the market as, as being a, a unique provider. Um, and then of course, you know, we've got the, the gold and silver standard token. So... Uh, again, a very easy way, as Chris saying, you don't need to leave leave the uh, ecosystem. You can you can um, you know, go in and out of these things as you as you wish and, and we get great insight into that market psychology. We're just talking about mm. just watching the flows on CoinSpot. you know so it's it's quite, it's quite uh, telling um, of market psychology when you see the flows in and out of, of the tokens uh, depending on what the the broader crypto market's doing. So, Uh, And then you know, if you if you want to keep it uh, solid, you know, something outside of that blockchain, then of course there's the full range of of traditional bullion. And remember, the tokens are redeemable for bullion as well. So, uh, any any point in time, you can you can just redeem them for the metal that sits behind them. So, but that's that's us in a nutshell. Hmm.
1: Awesome. And we've got some free resource on Collective Shift. Uh, we, we, we actually have a, a resource on how to buy the, um, the gold tokens on CoinSpot. So you can check that out. As well as a bunch of other free educational resources like dollar cost averaging and a few other things we spoke about today. So, um, yeah, thank you, Paul and Chris, for jumping on. It's been great to chat. Thanks, Thanks for having the Metaverse and crypto. I have thoroughly enjoyed it.